，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Are you looking for a place to go this weekend? A new festival has kicked off at the Songshan Cultural and Creative Park that will last until October 30th. The park will feature the works of 12 art groups with a total of 16 artworks. Aside from art, there will also be a market with over 70 Taiwanese brands. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look. Walk along the corridor, you might not notice straight away, but if you look up, you will see images projected on the ceiling. This is an art piece created by Taiwanese artist Chen Wanren. He used 3D CGI animation to create a projection of different people walking. There are people moonwalking, walking with a phone in hand, swinging, jumping, and even Spider-Man leaping. The people walking will suddenly swerve or twist abnormally. I actually want to reflect on the two or three years of the pandemic or the great changes in the world. Even if we walk and suddenly swerve or slip, we still have to move forward bravely. Daily life has to continue. I hope the audience can feel the beauty and imagination that art brings to life. 不同的角落拍摄到，比如说还有卷烟工厂这这样子的标记，对。因为因为现在的松烟十五年后，其实跟现在十五年前其实是截然不同。Another piece on display is a survivor project created by Taiwanese artist Guo Yichen. In 2007, when the Songshan Tobacco Factory closed for renovation, Guo made a planetary rover and took pictures of the factory ruins. Pictures include cigarettes scattered all over the place, as well as bottles and cans left in the laboratory. These photos, taken 15 years ago, before the restoration of the tobacco factory, are now displayed on a scaffolding in the park. This work is called Survivor Project. Fifteen years ago, in 2007, we entered the ruins of Songyan with robots to explore and find out whether there are any survivors on the Earth. This experience is unique because the Songshan Cultural and Creative Park is now a very popular cultural and creative park. We took 24 photos to document the remnants of cigarettes on the ground and markers for making cigarettes or other chemical equipment. The annual original festival is back in action after a hiatus due to the pandemic. The theme of the festival is Play One. The exhibition strives to explore the relationship between games and art. We're back again this year. The festival will be even bigger than in previous years. This year's theme is Play One. Play One actually hopes to combine the theme of the exhibition through the concept of games, so that artists can use the feeling of playing games to respond to the discussion of the modern social structure and the self-transformation between the creator and the work. Aside from art, there will also be a market with over 70 brands from Jilong, Xinzu, Taidong, Pingdong, and Hualien. One of them is a stall that sells handmade jewelry inspired by acorns from Taiwan. The production takes about one to three days for a hand-carved piece. We combine silver jewelry with our five senses. 
The jewelry can be made into a hollow design with a knob, which can be unscrewed and dripped with essential oils. We found out that there are very cute acorns in Taiwan, and that many people don't know about these cute acorns in Taiwan. We created this jewelry to let more people know about these cute acorns from Taiwan. Another store sells bags and fabric inspired by the varied scenery around Taiwan. For example, this piece behind me is actually inspired by the metal sheet houses that we often see. These lines can be seen on the roof of a metal sheet house. We designed fabric, and our fabric is mainly inspired by the scenery of some Taiwanese cities. This scenery may not be what most people think is very beautiful, such as the roof of a metal sheet house. These relatively dilapidated traces and scenery of the city are what we hope to interpret and document in our fabrics. There are also eight art installations for visitors to view at night. The festival will be held at the Songsan Cultural and Creative Park till October 30th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Chen Shenhan in Taipei. The Supreme Administrative Court on Friday ruled that the current Status Act for Indigenous Peoples is unconstitutional, ending an eight-year legal battle. Activists say the ruling could finally open up a way for more Indigenous groups to be officially recognized by the Taiwan government. One of the largest unrecognized groups is the Saraya, numbering around 12,000 people living in southern Taiwan. The group's applications for recognition have been previously rejected, as the current laws say that indigenous status can only be granted to groups who registered with local government at specific times more than 50 years ago. The court has given a deadline of three years for the act to be amended, after which Taiwan could see its 17th recognized indigenous groups. Taipei Zoo is making arrangements to bring in two panda experts from China after a rapid deterioration of the health of Tuan Tuan, an 18-year-old giant panda at Taipei Zoo. The two experts are expected to stay in Taiwan for seven days and will mostly offer palliative care to Tuan Tuan. The male panda was a gift from China who arrived in Taiwan at the age of four in 2008. Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe says the two experts' visit is less about offering medical help than about giving the Chinese visitors a chance to bid their final goodbyes to Tuan Tuan. Tuan Tuan rests on the ground, looking a little worse for wear. His condition has deteriorated rapidly in recent days. Taipei Zoo has applied for permission from the Council of Agriculture to bring over panda experts from China. Everyone is very concerned about Tuan Tuan, so we have applied for special permission for Chinese experts to come and check up on Tuan Tuan. Of course, the arrangements include COVID provisions. The arrangements would involve two experts coming here for seven days. He's resting most of the time now. He sits around. He usually lies down to eat. In a recent MRI scan, the zoo found that a lesion in Tuan Tuan's brain had worsened, raising concerns that it could have been caused by a malign tumor. Veterinarians at the zoo decided not to perform an invasive biopsy, amid concerns that Tuan Tuan would have an adverse reaction to anesthesia. 
The zoo says the Chinese experts will come mostly to provide palliative care to the panda. The arrangements are mostly to visit Tuan Tuan and gain a better understanding of his situation. We are still discussing which experts will visit with the Chinese side, as we would also have to respect any arrangements made by the Panda Research Centre in China. It's not that we need them to come, as we actually have no problems on the front of medical care. Sending a group over is kind of like visiting a relative when they are in their last moments. The Council of Agriculture says it has received the application from Taipei Zoo and is currently processing the paperwork. The Mainland Affairs Council says it will handle the matter as quickly as possible and provide all the help it can so that Tuan Tuan can get the best care. Taiwan posted a GDP growth of 4.1% in the third quarter of this year, according to the latest data from the government statistics agency. The growth rate was weighed down by global inflation and China's zero-COVID policies, which caused exports to not do as well as expected. Let's hear from two business leaders. Inflation was mainly caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Until that is settled, inflation is unlikely to ease. I think it will be hard for Taiwan's GDP growth to hit 3% this year, but I hope it can reach at least 2%. In the first half of the next year, the economy will probably be at a low spot. We expect the first and second quarters of the year to be the toughest quarters for businesses. The leaders say they aren't optimistic about the future. Still, growth during quarter three was faster than during the previous two quarters, driven by consumption over the summer months. Domestic consumption grew by 7.49% in the quarter amid the easing of COVID measures and boost in travel during the vacation period. The maple trees at Taipingshan village are one of Elon's many natural wonders. Red leaves form a canopy over the village staircase from spring until autumn. Now the foliage, surrounded by swirling October mists, is in its last hurrah. And nature lovers who visit the village can also catch a sight of the local wildlife. Walking on the stairs, red leaves form a canopy on both sides. Misty paths are strolled on by walkers with umbrellas. What an autumnal wonderland! At dawn, before the street lamps turn on, only these yellow lights shine on the red leaves. A cleaner with a bamboo brush sweeps the ground, as if recreating a painting of a Zen temple. When I saw this place, I thought, wow, it really is a fairy wonderland. Right now, the maple leaves at Taipingshan are so red and so beautiful. Visitors can't stop ooing and eyeing over the lovely site. The central stairs in Taipingshan village are planted with red-leaved Japanese maples. Their leaves are red all the way from April until October. The romantic hues seem to put a filter on the world. They start to lose their leaves faster and in great profusion at the end of October. With the falling temperatures, there's often mist hanging here. It attracts a lot of animals which appear more frequently. For example, there are yellow-throated martens in Taiwan's cerros. A rare visitor to Taiping Shan, the Mikado pheasant even struts down the stairway to enjoy the view, showing off its black body and long tail. The maple season is ending as October draws to a close, so if you're hoping to catch the falling leaves this year, make sure to head out soon.
Fintech Taipei 2022, the nation's largest financial technology expo, is being held on Friday and Saturday at the Taipei World Trade Center. The event is backed by the Financial Supervisory Commission, Taiwan Academy of Banking and Finance, and the Taiwan Financial Services Roundtable. For the first time, the expo will hold an award ceremony for clever inventors. The hope is that this contest will bring together experts from industry, government and academia, so that Taiwan's fintech sector can flourish even more. Hank Huang, the head of Taiwan's Academy of Banking and Finance, praised the innovative energy of Taiwan's fintech sector in his opening speech. Vice Premier Shen Rongjin, Financial Supervisory Commission Chair Huang Tianmu were among the attendees at the grand opening. A focus of the expo this year is the 2022 Fintech Taipei Awards, the first of its kind. The 2022 Fintech Taipei Awards saw a total of 99 institutions take part, with 162 teams submitting applications. The teams were competing for five main awards. One of the awards was for a Fintech invention's potential in international markets. There was also a Technology Innovation Award and Fintech Investment Award. Two more awards went to teams with exemplary co-creation skills and innovative business models. Three winning teams were selected for each of the five categories. Huang said he hoped there could be integration in Taiwan's capital markets so that more venture capital would invest in Taiwan's financial industries to improve its competitiveness. We have seen in particular that, for example, the Financial Supervisory Commission now permits long-distance insurance and the relevant fintech to match up with the type of long-distance insurance product involved and how to identify it. This was a development that occurred last year, and Taiwan's players have since produced very good results. In order to train fintech industry talents, the Taiwan Academy of Banking and Finance has also launched professional training courses and examination certificates to help even more people acquire a new skill. The hope is that through our Fintech Ability Certification System, no matter what academic discipline you specialize in at graduation, you can acquire new abilities through a determined path of development. This year, the Expo drew more than 300 display booths. Other highlights included an international Fintech summit and a seminar on the practical applications of Fintech. The displays and information exchanges are expected to further develop fintech in Taiwan. As the November 26 municipal elections draw closer, KMT heavyweights have begun island-wide campaigns. Han Guoyu, the KMT's 2020 presidential candidate, has been stomping for various candidates all over Taiwan. On Friday, he was seen in New Taipei and Taoyuan. KMT Chairman Eric Chu, New Taipei City Mayoral Candidate Hoyo Yi and Taichung Mayoral Candidate Lu Xiuyin are also on the campaign trail. Analysts speculate that they may also be testing the waters for the 2024 presidential election. Lu, for her part, denies this, but the rest are keeping mum. <laughs> 
Wearing a blue polo shirt, former Kaohsiung Mayor Hang Yu gets out of the car to loud cheers. The former presidential candidate, who also once served as a new Taipei City Councillor, had travelled north to support candidates for the new Taipei City Council and help the party's younger generation. As soon as many of his fans heard the news, they went to greet him with Hang Yu hats and the national flag. They got here early to wait a long time. People jostled with each other to get his autograph and to snap photographs. Han called on the local residents to throw all their support behind five city councillors. I came here particularly for these city councillors. They were the class of 2018, and I hope they can smoothly transfer to the class of 2022. Han kicked off Taiwan-wide campaigning, and his fans are dogging him wherever he goes. It's not just Han. All the KMT stars are now on the campaign trail all over Taiwan. The party's strongest candidate, New Taipei City Mayor Ho Yo Yi, who is running for re-election, on Friday evening went to stump on Yunlin streets with Yunlin County Commissioner Zhang Li Shan. KMT Chair Eric Chu flew to Jinmen to stump with Jinmen County Commissioner Yang Zhenwu. Taichung Mayor Lu Xiaoyan, who is running for re-election, yesterday took special leave to travel to Taipei and share a platform with the KMT's Taipei mayoral candidate, Zhang Wanan. The KMT's main players appear to be testing the water and looking at public reaction to see if they have a shot at a presidential ticket in 2024. The 2022 mayoral race for the capital is extremely, extremely important. If we don't win mayoralty of the capital in 2022, there won't be any 2024 for us. Faced with sensitive questions, Lu seemed to interrupt Taipei mayoral candidate Zhang Wanan to avoid talk of 2024. However, in the eyes of KMT city councillor candidates, Han and Ho are both vote magnets. Han's fandom is showing no signs of slowing down. He's like a campaign trail king. Ho Yi is like the train engine that pulls along our election campaigns. We'll know on November 26th whether Eric Chu is making deployments that can result in an overall victory. We will then know how to talk about plans for 2024. The KMT is throwing all its energy into stumping for its candidates, with not just the local elections, but also the bigger national picture in sight. A new police department will be tasked with maintaining order during future elections. Interior Minister Xu Guoyong was on hand at a plaque unveiling ceremony on Friday. He was joined by the Director General of the National Police Agency, Huang Mingzhao. Let's hear from Minister Xu. Through cooperation across government agencies, we can investigate cases of bribery and stop violence better. Of course, the agencies involved include the Ministry of Justice's Investigation Bureau, the National Immigration Agency under the Ministry of the Interior, as well as investigative and law enforcement units. We hope that through everyone's joint efforts, the upcoming election will go ahead more peacefully, steadily and smoothly. The minister said he was determined to ensure the local elections go ahead without a hitch. He highlighted three goals, maintaining peace before the polls, 
ensuring smooth operations on election day and preserving stability after the vote. He also took the opportunity to thank all the officers who are sacrificing time with their families to fight corruption and maintain public order during the electoral season. Starting Friday, biomedical company Medigen will be covering the cost of PCR testing for Taiwanese travelers to Japan who have received the Medigen vaccine. Currently, Japan does not recognize this COVID vaccine. This means that Taiwanese travelers who have had a Medigen shot need to get a pre-departure PCR test. With PCRs costing at least 3,500 NT a pop, the company has stepped in to foot the bill until the end of the year. This is a PCR test site operated by Taipei Medical University Hospital. Starting Friday, people who have received Medigen vaccines and are planning to travel to Japan can get a PCR test here with Medigen footing the bill. These two days, we have more than 90 appointments. That's about 48 people each day. Until the end of the year, Medigen will be covering costs for pre-departure PCR tests for travelers vaccinated with Medigen who are heading to Japan. Passengers need to bring their NHI card, proof of vaccination via Taiwan's yellow vaccination certificates or digital documents, and proof of a flight booked for Japan departing within the following 72 hours. The free PCR tests are available at 26 medical centers around Taiwan. I would still have to be going to Japan even if the company wasn't covering this cost. I would have to just pay for the test myself. Now they are covering the cost, it feels like a win, because I was already planning to spend this money on the test anyway. Some people who got vaccinated with Medigen say they do not regret it, but not all. A man who was planning to travel to Japan on Friday tested positive for COVID on Wednesday and had to cancel all his travel plans. I had already booked everything, entrance tickets, travel arrangements, accommodation and fast passes. It's a real bummer. When I got vaccinated, there was only one option on the online form, Medigen. So I had no other option but to get Medigen. I regret it so much. I was planning on taking my girlfriend to Universal Studios as a birthday celebration. And now I have to stay here alone in Taiwan, while she and her mum go to Japan. Last year, amid a lack of foreign vaccines, many Taiwanese chose to get vaccinated with Medigen. But now, with limited international recognition, recipients traveling to Japan are facing extra hurdles.